ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 58 of the Gentleman's Breakfast. It is the year 2020, and we have been doing this in futility for almost five goddamn years. I'm joined by my dear friend Seamus, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I Life is great, Jake. I can't say enough positive things about life. I'm glad things are... socially, you name it, financially, everything is good. What would you say is going the best? Between emotionally, socially, and financially? Sure. Uh, I would say socially, even though this is a new world that we're living in. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, I've found new ways to socialize. That's very fitting. I'm glad that things are working out great for you as the country is in the throes of a crisis. <laughs> Have you actually been sacrificing anything whatsoever? Or what's your quarantine experience been? My quarantine experience, again, been very kind to me, very good. Life has been good. Family's safe. Everything is great. I, I, I've been able to explore the inner workings of the Presidio in San Francisco, California. I've really mapped out this city by foot. Um, you know, probably averaged about somewhere between five and seven hours outside each day. Um, it's great doing tumble rows, tumble rows, rolls, rolls uh, across Lombard Street. I mean, it's been great. Long walks with the fiance, great QT time, countless Zoom meetings. Like, here's, here's a great example, Jake. If I had said to you eight weeks ago, hey, Jake, do you want to hang out on a virtual hangout for an hour and a half, two hours, just staring and talking to each other? Mm-hmm. Would you have said yes? Maybe once a quarter if I was in Austin and I literally never got back to SF. But none of those things are true, so no. Right. I would just fly back to SF and see people. But now that's common fodder. So it also increases the amount of activity that you're doing with people that you would normally like, wait, no, it's a Saturday night, it's a Friday night. I'm not going to just look at a computer screen for an hour and a half. It is nice to do that. I'm, I'm working on my cooking demonstration for tonight, uh, as is tradition now with uh, with our group's happy hour. But let, let me ask you a question about your activities, Seamus. Mm. So do you think that it's safe with the pandemic going on for you to be outside? Me personally, yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with you on that. Now, if everybody were outside, would that be safe? No. Okay. So this is called the tragedy of the commons which is if everyone were to just take what they need, right? Everyone got their 10 minutes of time outside or whatever, things would be fine. But you can't, a mob can't efficiently allocate things, right? So what's to stop just everybody from going outside? Um, Rules, the CDC. Well, you're not following them. What, what I'm saying is the reason why people are supposed to be inside is because of this problem of like, you can't pick which people go outside and which don't. Everybody should have equal rights in this. Mm-hmm. But if everyone chose to go outside, then we would create an unsafe situation, which is why it's not unsafe for you personally to be outside, but it does create an issue in terms of allocating, quote, outside time. It's unfair. What's unfair? Isn't life unfair? <laughs> life is unfair, but I'm saying you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Sure, but I, I the way in which I go outside, I'm either walking or exercising, and it's actually not safer. But you know, I keep my distance, and yeah, I, I understand you can't have everybody just being willy nilly like me and just becoming a part time photographer throughout San Francisco. 
Um, but I think I do it responsibly. Yeah, I, I don't expect you to understand this nuanced um, part of the social contract of all of us living together in this country. Uh, you're, you know, What's, just going to be one of the people that goes out and just looks for number one. That's fine. Social um, contract? I mean, what is that? Exactly, right? You don't even understand you don't even understand the concept of it. Uh, so we're not going to get in, into it on this show. Um, but um, I do want to talk about I've never worn a mask in my life, and I, I own one now. I'll show it to you. This is great radio content, but it's this giant mask right here. Oh, that's like an actual uh, purchased mask. Cor- quarantine mate, yeah, bought this for me. Um, you cannot, no one can fucking hear you when you talk through it. Oh, yeah. You have to, you have to like, this, attempt to yell. Did I tell you the story when I was at the park the other day with Nala? Nala, the, the queen of the household, walking Nala in the park, and... I can't figure out this park out. It's a regular sports park, and there's grass, and there's certain parts you can bring the dog, but not. So the guy who polices the park starts talking to me with his mask on. I can't hear him. Yep. I can't. You, I can't, can't, you can't hear shit. I can't hear anything. So I lean in. Maybe I lean in to maybe about five and a half feet, and then right. he starts screaming, six feet, six feet. And I go, <laughs> bro, I can't hear you. I don't know what yep. you want me to do. You can put the mask down and talk to me like a human. Or you can just keep barking at me. My, my dog only can poop in this three-foot area. Like, I don't know. You, you got to help me out here, yeah. buddy. Meet me in the middle. This is the problem with the mask is that probably one of the reasons that you wear the mask is to present sh- prevent shit from coming out of your mouth while you're talking. Mm-hmm. But that's also when you need to put it down. Also, nobody can read your face at all. So no. you're trying to, like, smile with your eyes, you know, or whatever. You're like, hey, you know, I'm being nice here. We're all this <laughs> together. Like... When I'm at the grocery store, uh, I don't know. A woman was having trouble, like, inputting a code for something that I was buying. And I was looking at her. And she, like, explained it like I was mad at her. And I'm like, I, I'm not mad at all. But you can't you can't tell behind the fucking mask. Smile with your eyes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I, I told you I bought I made lasagna for uh, the corner store guy. Ooh. Ely. Great guy. Potential partner. Valentino's. Uh, I made him lasagna, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Around Easter, it's the day after Easter, because I knew that he was by himself. So I made him some lasagna, and I see him the next morning. And he's sweeping outside, and it's a beautiful day. And his, you know, his mouth is covered. And I go, "How's the lasagna?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not feeling too good today, Seamus. And my stomach's kind of hurting." Oh. And, and he's got a mask on. I'm like, and I'm, immediately I think the worst, right? I'm like, oh. And then he starts laughing, but there's no way I couldn't read. I couldn't figure out whether he was just oh, laughing yeah. with me. <laughs> that well that is well that played is joke. Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a classic. Well, that's one of the problems that I think, not a huge problem, but in this quarantine time, I've basically learned to make whatever kind of trash food that I want to eat. So I can now self-sustain this weight inside without the help of Uber Eats or any kind of modern technology that was required before to really juice up my stats. Uh... (laughs) <clears throat> so we're not gaining weight, but we're not losing it either. Who, who's uh, weight? That it, me. It's oh, it's the I didn't, I didn't the royal you, we. You know? I didn't know if you were talking about the current ship in the harbor. No, no. Um, that's that situation is you know. There's a lot more maintenance being done. Um, over in that dock. With the, uh, uh, is the than, ship than right is, is the ship in the dry dock now? Is there maintenance in that? 
capacity or I wouldn't call it a dry dock. It's it's still ready to go back out of the port, but gotcha. uh, but uh, mostly anchored, you know, which well, is I, which is nice. I appreciate your dedications to stay the same way and eat crap food. I've used <laughs> I've used this to lose a bunch of weight and and get healthy, fit. So you've you've deliberately maintained the same, you know, I would say pleasantly plump body shape that you've maintained i thought you might attack the day and use this to cut some lbs i did want to do that um and i thought that just cooking for myself would do that in and of itself and i've realized that that's not the you know i'm gonna need to put in a little bit more effort than that which we'll get to i mean there's no more nicotine left in the house seamus <laughs> how long okay have, how long have you been nicotine free i have not touched a vape i have not vaped in nine days no 10 days yeah and i've been using some snoozers you know a little whipper here or there keep me going uh i believe that i ran out of whippers this morning i'm gonna look through all of my travel bags in the closet right after we get off this to see if there's any snooze left but i believe that we're out um so we're gonna run dry here for a little bit and see how it goes so in the spirit of being you know socially responsible or whatever bullshit you're throwing at me earlier are you going to go down to the convenience store and get more tobacco i might i might not i go to the convenience store to get booze i mean how often I still do you go to, go to the convenience how store. often do you go to the convenience store in a week how many times a week? uh i go to the convenience store or the grocery store uh two to three times a week is that your only exit outside Pretty much, yeah. So otherwise, you're cooking crappy food, ordering takeout. So you're you were saying. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Cooking crappy food, please. Not healthy food. Yeah, I'll accept that. Can you explain a couple of the things that you've really dialed in here? Because you did a food demonstration for a group of friends the other day, and you didn't break character. You just jumped right into it. You're halfway through bread and the chicken. You got the panko on it. What other things have you learned during this quarantine? I can fry chicken well two different ways. I can uh, do homemade pasta, uh, like, you know, from flour all the way to You're pasta. rolling the pasta? Uh-huh. I think that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, I can uh, then take that pasta and make either regular pasta or ravioli from it. Um, you Wait, hold on. You're making raviolis? Yeah. What are you stuffing in there? Ricotta and meat. So you, you make like this ricotta mixture, which is like ricotta, parmesan, salt, you know, garlic powder, some of that kind of stuff going on. And then you put a meat in there like spicy sausage or salami or pancetta, one of those things. Uh, amazing. So now that you're making your homemade pasta, homemade raviolis, that's impressive as well. Are you going to be able to go back to crappy pasta? Uh making dry pasta is still you know you do it sometimes you're not always going to have time to to roll your own it, it's a, a special occasion thing you know but during quarantine like you have and i'm unemployed i have all the time in the world i, I might as well do it all the time and kind of really get my technique down maybe you become a pasta maker in your next life <laughs> that's what we need yeah, that's I could see that. Have you thought of speaking of unemployment? Have you thought about really just changing gears and instead of being a a chip counter, just doing something different? Yeah, but I think you know we're getting on the verge of old dog here. Before before we get into that, 
have you thought about the fact that when quarantine ends, there might be, and you know, two guys that are uh, coupled up aren't, aren't necessarily the best to uh, discuss this, but there could be potentially one of the single greatest single seasons of our lifetime coming out of the quarantine here when all the Lindsays mm. and Sheilas take their Ep- face masks off. Uh, epic, epic. I mean, so I was I was talking to Mallory the other day. And we're walking around. I'm like, look, there are some thirst traps out there. When you walk around, there are people putting on their best workout gear. Like, why are you dressed in full orange? Like, why are you like, I, I went to go, you know, do what I do with the soccer ball and, and talk to myself and dribble the ball around in the grass. And there's like littered with women, just sunbathing, men's with the tarps off, just shirtless exercise. And I'm like, it, this is thirst trap central. And People usually have shifty eyes in San Francisco. Not as shifty eyes in San Francisco these days. Staring, staring you down, it's thirsty like, for, thirsty for your muffin top while you're playing soccer by yourself. I, it's thirsty for anyone to look at them. Do you think that there are professional athletes that have spent less time playing soccer with themselves than you have? I think so. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I yeah, we go down a rabbit hole with that. I mean, I spent hours and hours and hours in my early twenties by myself. Yeah, just just training it up. Yeah, the but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm saying June one. Yeah, order is lifted. Can you imagine being at? Well, you'll you'll probably have to go out there as a correspondent oh, for the show. Yeah, <laughs> Balboa, Balboa and Tipsy Pig. As one of our as one of our loyal listeners once said, the most dysfunctional living room in America, Balboa Cafe. And I, I can't really disagree with them there. <laughs> also, shout out to him. He's a proud father of two healthy, beautiful young daughters. Um, that's a whole nother topic. I don't know if you know. One of our good friends just had twin girls. They're happy and healthy. Um, you know, someone made him the banana bread the night before. The next thing you know, babies come out. So I was not aware of that, but I'm glad to hear that they're in the world. Yeah, so... Uh, excited for them a lot of lots of twins here in the the listener spectrum we got lots of twins mothers um but yeah I, yes I, i'm going to be really excited to watch on the fence and it's going to be an epic season because it's going to be prime time in san francisco it's gonna be perfect weather excuse me everybody's going to be out like even now people don't know how to control themselves so like now san francisco has loosened the grip on golf courses and even restaurants so there's a couple local watering holes that yeah. are doing takeout and like Perry's a great San Francisco establishment go for the ambiance and the drinks not for the food okay it, yeah it, it is a San Francisco establishment I don't know that I would call it a great one it's it's part of the neighborhood but watch honestly your if, if watch I could, your tongue careful if I could roll careful. back the clock a hundred years and put something else there I think I'd probably do it but. I think the caliber of people and the conversations you get into and the drinks that you can have there, it's great. I do enjoy being there, but okay, fine. We can move on from Paris. So, no, at Paris currently, so they do takeout from four to eight. People will go there, and you can tell, like, every grizzly person between the ages of, like, 35 and 60 go down there, like, okay, just got done with the work day, family done, and just start crushing drinks because you can drink outside right. of the street. And the police have to come there on Friday and Saturday because it gets a little rowdy. And nobody knows social distance when you have a couple drinks. So even like I was there on Tuesday or Wednesday getting takeout. And the manager still has to inform them like, hey, guys, like six feet, six feet. And people just you've been wired for so long to like communicate with people that you're just trying to change the behavior. 
So even that, even that, you know, that's their first or second drink. This is not like yep. seven, eight drinks. So, oh yeah. I also, I mean, speaking of PDA, this may be a little off topic. So while I was oh, kicking, kicking the soccer ball by myself yesterday, I see um, a couple that appears to be living in the stands of the soccer stadium or baseball stadium that I'm playing on. And there's yeah. just this one guy. The girl is underneath the blanket. He is kind of like bobbing and weaving, bobbing his head over the cusp of the stands like looking over his shoulder and i'm trying to figure out whether he's on drugs or just kind of being like the watch lookout so he does that for a bit and i'm the only one like with a view of them right nobody else is kind of over in this vicinity and then all of a sudden he goes underneath the blanket and you know there's some gyrations going on and i think to myself well good for them you know good for them (laughs) (laughs) they got a couple of movements in and then i was like uh you know, it was, it was interesting, and there was a couple. You get times, some cheap wine, and you go at it in the stands. You know, everybody's going to make everybody's going to make love, and I'm not going to interrupt it. And I'm happy that they can still find love, and you know, in this, well, in this I, different time. Look, I gotta say, all kidding aside, about the uh, the, the the greatest single season season of all time coming up, this national crisis has been, I think, probably the greatest thing that has happened in any of the relationships I've ever had. So. Ooh, there you go. tell me more. In any of the relationships you've ever had, what what do you mean? We don't need to go further into that. All right, well, just I'm just gonna leave her there. Keep on referencing about ships. Um, Speaking of of uh, relationships, though, I believe that you wanted to discuss one particular relationship. Not all relationships are positive, right? One particular mm-hmm. relationship that uh, our potential future president uh, had uh, in his past. Oh, yeah. So Joey Short Circuit is, instead of going from Sleepy Joe, has gone back to Creepy Joe. And uh, there is some allegations that he had some inappropriate relationships with a woman named Tara Reed, and I believe in 1993. Uh, I forget how she was affiliated. Was she... She was a staffer or something. Staffer or something. And she's come forth saying how he touched her inappropriately is that the story or they had sexual yeah originally uh she had said uh i believe in 2019 that he had just been a little familiar touched her on her back run his hand along her neck whatever made her uncomfortable but she didn't feel assaulted she then amended her story um about a year later saying that uh she was Assaulted uh, at a uh, uh, a function they were having, uh, where he touched her much more inappropriately, uh, and then was rebuffed. Um, and that's the situation that we're in. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I mean, the biggest the biggest story here, and I'm sure it'll come out. He hasn't really said anything, kind of danced around it, because now the Democrats have fully supported him, and this is their hope to beat Donnie Twitter thumbs. Uh, the interesting piece is how much he stood up when the whole thing went down with Brett Kavanaugh when his Supreme Court justice seat was open and yes and then how the the media the the mass media did not cover this or waited on a long time to cover it and even if you're checking in today there's not really much of the large population of the media covering it uh, it just kind of shows you unfortunately what the media is uh well, so you you contacted me prior to the show and said that you wanted to discuss this, which I think is a good topic. And I had gone to look it up. I was aware that there was a situation, but I haven't been following uh, politics closely because we're out of the primaries now. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, basically. And I'll, I'll check back in in, you know, July or whatever, once we're through the crisis and we're really talking about presidential stuff. Um, but when I went to Google it, all that you see are stories that are around it. Democrats getting frustrated with Joe Biden's response. Um uh, various women's groups, apparently, they, they sat on the information for a couple days and then finally, you know, put out statements basically saying, um, not directly saying, but in effect saying, listen, Joe Biden has been accused of one, maybe one and some change, uh, questionable uh, sexual assault situations. Our current president has been accused of at least a dozen and has been recorded. <laughs> Like, recorded (laughs) discussing them. Um, So what are we really doing here? Like, basically, they just said Joe Biden needs to address that he did something wrong, which I absolutely think that he should do. Um, But let's not uh, let, as horrible as it sounds, let's not let this incident erase, you know, the fact that we have to get this guy out of office. This guy's better than the other guys, the lesser of two evils. And he has, even though it's probably been lip service who knows maybe he i forget how old he was in 93 he was probably still fucking 72 and 93 he shouldn't know obviously should know better but i mean 93, he has he's, talked he's a, 51 years old like, he has put a, a, a lot of effort into um women's issues that's clearly you know some lip service obviously given that uh, he hasn't always followed through on that but um Basically, a lot of women's rights, rights groups have taken the stance that um, this should not uh, eliminate him um, from uh, from office because what we currently have is far worse. Well, it's an interesting, which is a horrible position to be in, but a very pragmatic decision. Well, it's an interesting position because you know the Me Too movement has changed, or what that's come up in the last three or four years, right? That that whole no. thing. Or the last two years, I don't know when Me Too started, but in the last, it's it's started in the last four years, right? The Me Too movement. It's like the fact. Uh, yeah, it was, it, it was when when Weinstein, the Weinstein thing happened, which was probably yeah, twenty fifteen, something like that. Yeah, so like fifteen or sixteen. Yes, like Joe Biden obviously did something incorrectly. They're trying to upseat the current president, who is obviously a bigger pile in this regard. But it, it's it, it's the principle of okay, do we let this slide because it happened before or this stuff used to go by? Like, you got to think, like, this isn't the only time he's ever done this. Yes, 100%. Uh, so, does does Nala's mom have a POV on this? No. So the, the, <laughs> the thing is, again, I, I feel like before we talk further, we got to get uh, we got to get some perspective from the other side on this because I, I know w- what I think. But I am not going to say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, he he needs to come out and address it, how he addresses it. I mean, the guy can't talk. It, it is, it's so interesting because this is the only hope, <laughs> the only hope that they've rallied together that this guy is the guy that can upseat him. He can't even finish a sentence. It's just, it's just pure comedy at this point. Sometimes he can't. Yeah, I know. I've seen some interviews with him. I think people play it up a little bit too much. But look, he's at least he'll get people around him that will make good decisions. Yeah, he'll do that. He'll do and that. And he won't stop other people from doing the work that needs to be done. Or you could have someone up there that says, fucking inject bleach into your body and then people do it. 
Or you could have that. And then says that he takes no responsibility for it. Oh, the so best. let's let's put this on the goddamn spectrum, okay? <laughs> we have President Drink Fucking Bleach on the one hand. We have President Oops, He Diddled Me a Little Bit. <laughs> one time, maybe, and all of the staffers said that they could not confirm it and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> on the other hand, okay? Did he probably do it? Yes, I think he did it. Do I think it's the only time that he did it? No. Do I think that he's recorded talking to somebody saying grab her by the pussy and is a reality TV fucking star who told people to drink bleach? No, I don't. And we're already through the primary. You can't undo the primary. Uh So let's just go through with this guy. Guess what? Four years from now, you want to challenge him? Go right ahead. But the ship has fucking sailed. I, I think I think unfortunately we're taking the approach now where hopefully he, he die, if if Biden beats beats Trump like okay hopefully he passes away calmly in office so the vice president becomes like we've reached a point in our country like that's what we're hoping for we're hoping that he puts Stacey Abrams Stacey Abrams Camila Harris uh, Camila Harris or somebody in that seat yeah Stacey Abrams Kamala Harris uh, I think he should put uh, Elizabeth Warren up there but apparently they really don't like each other. Um, yeah, I mean, Elizabeth Warren would be great. I mean, Elizabeth Warren would be the... They're also talking about Meredith... I, I always get her name wrong, but it's like Meredith Whitman. No, Gretchen, Gretchen Gretchen, Widmer Where's she uh, is her of, name. She's the know. governor of Michigan. Gretchen um, Widmer, huh? Whitmer. Uh, if you just look up, like, Michigan governor, she'll, she'll yeah, come yeah. up. Yeah. There's been some discussion about her. I think that she's one of the top candidates. Although what's interesting is a lot of that depends on what happens with the crisis. You know, you know, with the uh, pandemic in her state because she's had protests in that state. Um, but it is a swing state. Uh, it's a state that Trump won, I believe, um, that uh, they need to pull back to the other side. Well, it's um, it, so. and, and, the, and the parlay that into the next point is like, OK, so now the ones that get, are getting hit most by the economy, the ones like Wisconsin, right, with farming, Michigan, with the virus in the plants. Mm-hmm. Georgia, which has opened up, so those are three states that could potentially swing, especially if right, it's Abrams from Georgia. Stacey Abrams, Gretchen Whitmer, and uh, what Klobuchar is? Was she Wisconsin, Min- or Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Like, uh, you got to think about that. So, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a. I thought we were in a wild time four years ago when we were recording this leading up to the last presidential race. Little did I know that it would be even wilder right now. No, this is not wilder. This is not even... It's not even fucking close. No, but Are with you all the stuff that's me? going on? All the stuff that's going on with the world? You ha- Okay, all the stuff going on with the world, yes. But I'm saying the election itself... No, it's not as wild. Right now, the process of the election itself is way more tame. Four years ago, we had... Uh, Mitt Romney, Donald fucking Trump. Do you remember, um, uh, what was it, Kasich? Yeah, John Kasich. Yeah, the guy yeah. from Ohio. Yeah. Who would, he had, he, you know, he started putting like gel in his hair midway through the race or whatever to try to look cool. <laughs> uh, who else did, was, I, I'll have to go well, the, back the and look at the like, fucking list. Was, 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 was it Cash, Castro or who's the guy in Florida, um. Julian Castro, Julian Castro, or no? Who's the guy that looks like a like a shrimp, like like a sea oh, creature? Marco Rubio. Mark, is it Rubio? Is I don't know Castro? who looks like a sea creature. 
one of them like who said how much you know he disagreed with Trump and then was on the was on the hotline like answering calls and supporters that guys are like donating money like for Trump like weeks later I mean these guys are just so entertaining it's just like have a spine just all of them spineless you know yeah. Don, Donnie Twitter thumbs made a lot of sense when he said drain the swamp let's keep draining it it's always awful selections these people are the worst I will never purport to say that I think that Joe Biden is a good person. He is not. Um, but let's, we got two fucking options, right? It's like, do you want me to poke out one of your eyes or punch you in the nuts, right? And then you sit there and you talk about how awful it is to get punched in the nuts. You don't want to lose one of your eyes. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good so, analogy. I mean, that's a good way to put it. Let's uh, just get, get on with the nut punch 2020. Let's go. Nut punch. Well, yeah, I think that's a. Think, is there anything Let's else you want to add? report check? card here. Yeah, do, you, do you have a scale for us by chance? Um, have we done types of ships? No. Well, yes, yes. I rated you a container ship. I remember that. I think we actually did that last week. Can we do uh, unhealthy foods? Sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh. What are you? Feel free to jump in if you get this before me. Yeah, I think that you already referenced what you are on the show, which is a lasagna, right? So, I don't know if you remember the classic film Shrek. They talk about how onions have layers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and ogres are like onions, right? Well, Seamus's are like lasagnas. Lasagnas have layers, right? So, you first meet them. All you see on the top, you can't see anything else. You just see cheese and sauce. And you're like, this could be good, but it could also be awful. Both for me and in my gut, right? But then you pierce through it and you're like, oh, there's pasta in here. There's a little bit of ricotta. There's who knows what. Maybe there's some veggies in there, right? You're working your way through it. You get to the bottom layer. Puddle of grease, right? (laughs) But you got to make some grease to make some good food, right? So you stomach your way through it, you put it down. It feels good going in, doesn't always feel great coming out the next day. But you know what? You're gonna go back for more someday. You know what and you already made Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Eloquently put, as always. You know what you are, and it's it's very much in my pursuit right now. You're a buffalo chicken pizza. <laughs> okay. Because when you read the item of buffalo, I'm a big buffalo chicken guy. I don't know if you know this. Love, love buff chick, yeah. And you read like, oh, they got buffalo chicken pizza. Okay, I'm immediately interested in this person. <laughs> so like most people that meet you, they're like, oh, you know, he's a prick or he's this way, but he's good. So like you get advertised as a buffalo chicken pizza. The thing with a buffalo chicken pizza, very rarely is it executed well. Sure, right? yeah. You can have a lot of bad buffalo chicken. You can get just, burned on that a lot of times, but you still want to come back. And there's no way to vet it out. There's no way to know whether it's going to be good buffalo chicken, bad buffalo chicken. There's just no way. And But people always keep coming back for the buffalo chicken because when it's good, it's good. And that's what you are. Like, Yeah, like seven times out of ten, maybe you're fucking disappointed. Like, oh, that guy was a <laughs> prick or that was terrible. I overpaid for that. But those three times when you hit, oh boy, does he hit. And you hit today. You hit today. You might have had one of the top three buffalo chickens I had. Your rant today was epic. So you you have a very good buffalo chicken pizza today. 
Well done, Seamus. Um, with that, we will conclude the 58th episode. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. Love you guys.